welcome to the Life Church Utah podcast. We pray that today's message is a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com. You can always give to Life Church by texting the word LCGIVE to 43506. Thank you. And now a message from one of our pastors. Well, last week I started a series, just a mini series, or let's see, three weeks ago we started with Willard. That's right. We started a series on generosity that we've called um, Treasure. And uh, really the, the, the heart of that comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, where, where Jesus said, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would ask that question like, well, how do you how do you build up treasures in heaven? Is this like some sort of Bitcoin um, thing? You know, do, do I have to do cryptocurrency to do that? Uh, the answer is no. Uh, really, how treasures are built up in heaven is by our generous heart here on earth. Our generosity with our time, with our relationships, with our money, with our possessions, all of those things are, are incorporated into that. And last week, I dealt with the topic specifically of giving, what it means to tithe, what it means uh, to give offering, what it means to give to missions. I explained where money goes, because sometimes that's a real contention for people of, well, if I give to the church, is it just going to uh, help the pastor get a new Porsche or whatever? Uh, did anybody see any Porsches on the way in? Uh, <laughs> there's no Porsches out there. Um, you know, and uh, really, I, I explained several places where it went, and it's all because of your generosity. And uh, I talked about the 10% tithe to the local church because that's the storehouse. It's the modern-day storehouse, and that's where God wants us to start to start to receive that blessing that he pours into our lives. Now, when God created humanity, when he created you and me and Adam and Eve and all of us in mind, he put us in charge of this creation. You know, how many of you have, are familiar with the book of Genesis? Okay. Genesis chapter one, you know, um, in the beginning, you know, starting right there, we know the story. God said and there was. Let there be light and there was. Let there be separation of, of light and dark and there was. Let there be separation of sky and, and water and there was. And all these different things until it culminates into Genesis chapter 26, which is our origin as the human race. And it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Meaning you have authority over those spiders, ladies. You don't need your husband to come in and take care of it. You 
can take care of it. Right, honey? Nope. <laughs> it's an interesting word right there, the, the word of dominion. What does dominion mean? If you have your notes, you can write this down. I think we all know what dominion means, but the specific meaning, it means sovereignty or control. So we can replace dominion with the word sovereignty and let them have sovereignty. Everybody say the word sovereignty. sovereignty. Over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, yada, yada, yada. Sovereignty or control. Responsibility. Let them have responsibility. And see, the thing is, is responsibility didn't go away just because Adam and Eve sinned. That was part of the purpose, God creating us in his own image, in his own likeness, to give us dominion over his creation here on earth. Now, a lot of people think, you know, well, it's the fall of man, and now there's sin in the world, and everything's changed. And No, we still have a responsibility to be what I call stewards of God's creation. Amen. Stewards of God's creation. Last week, I shared with you that there are over 2,000 scriptures dealing with money and possessions. And I believe that the reason God deals with, with this so much is because it is so easy for us to uh, build up strongholds when it comes to money. It's so easy for us to uh, uh, make stuff idols in our lives. Stuff can literally become a, a um, something that drags us down from the purpose that God created us. Have you ever seen that show, Hoarders? Oh, man. You feel like you're a hoarder until you watch that show, and then you're like, oh, thank God. I am not. I am not that way. Hopefully you're not in here being like, oh. <laughs> but you look at, you know, it's, it's sad because at the same time, you see the stronghold that things and, and belongings have on people. And it's so hard for them to transition and let go. And it really can become like an idol to, to some of us, our things, our, our stuff. You know, last week I shared a t-shirt that I remember as a kid by a company called No Fear. And one of their slogans was, he who dies with the most toys wins, you know. And uh, then I, I shared with you, there was like a Christian company that came out and they wanted to do a play on the whole no fear thing. And so they called it Fear Not. And they said, he who dies with the most toys still dies. <laughs> we can't take it with us, people. Over the years, I've heard of, of stories of people wanting to be buried in their coveted Corvettes and, and different things and for whatever reason, I don't know. But we as people can very easily become attached to things. And when God created us with the responsibility, with that power of dominion, he did so because we are his stewards here on earth. But he's still God. And sometimes we blur that line a little bit. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14 says this. And this uh, chapter is dealing with the, uh, um, the circumcision of the heart, so to speak. 
And it says, Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and earth, or belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Meaning God is the ultimate owner. He owns it. And we are the stewards. And so when you read this scripture in the context, he's really trying to deal with the heart of Israel. And so when we talk about circumcision, I know that's, that's a whole different thing, but, but he's trying to bring people back. Like, look, you have to, there's things in your hearts that you have to adjust. There's things that you have to realize God is the owner and you are the manager. You are the steward of that creation. Again, Psalms 89.11, the heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. And this is dealing specifically with the attitude of, of praise, the attitude of worship. Who are you thanking for, for what you have dominion over? Are you thanking yourself? I'm pretty smart. I was able to incur all this money and, and I was able to buy this, this, and this. Look at me. Ha, ha, ha. Or are you giving that praise to the Lord? Lord, thank you for the ability to have a home. Lord, thank you for the ability to have a running vehicle. Where is your praise when it comes to what God has put you a steward over? And again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 26, it says, For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What does that mean? It means everything in the earth belongs to the Lord. Now, this is really important for us to understand because uh, for us to live a life of generosity, we have to first understand that the things that we have the, the ability we have with money, first and foremost, comes from the Lord. And when you can change your thinking in that, it becomes quite freeing in the way you look at your things. I was having this conversation with uh, Eddie yesterday after men's breakfast, and we were talking about our trucks. And we got old trucks. They're a little tired. They're a little beat up. And we were dreaming like, man, it sure would be nice. To go down to the dealership or, you know, go shop around, get us a, a new truck. And, you know, wouldn't that be nice? And we were talking. And then Eddie goes, you know, but I know God gave me this truck because, sure, it's been broken. And I've had to fix it. And I've had to pour money into it. And I have had to in my truck, too. And he's like, but this is a, this is a gift from God. And I'm going to be a good steward he didn't say those words exactly, but he says, I'm going to take care of this thing until the wheels fall off or God gives us the ability or the miracle to see that come to fruition. I thought, man, thank you for that. You know, it's a good reminder for me to, to, to understand that it's not my truck. I may have my name on the title. I may pay for all the repairs and fill it up with gas and pay for the insurance and all those things, but it's God's truck. He's given me the ability to be the steward over that truck. And so that means I need to take care of that truck. Now, did I want to go wash the truck before church this morning? Yes. Was I able to do that? No. 
But I do wash my truck. I clean it out. I have kids. It gets thrashed. I'm just being honest. But I need to be a good steward. So I change the oil in the truck. I take care of it. I put tires on it when it needs tires. It needs brakes right now. I'm going to be putting brakes on it. Oh, what fun. But I understand that it's God's truck, and so that means I get to take care of it. And I do try to take care of it and do a good job and all those things. And, um, you know, I, I, I've fixed many things on it, and uh, I don't totally hate doing that. It's, it's kind of fun. But uh, when things do go wrong and, and money is tight, you know what I say? I say, God, well, this is your truck. You're going to have to help me here. I'm the steward. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to do what I can, but you're going to have to help me figure out how to pay for what it needs right now. And even with people in the church, like, uh, you know, Pastor Forrest over here, he's always working. When he's not at work, he's at home working. And so, uh, you know, he'll call me up. Hey, can I use your truck? Absolutely. You know why? It's not my truck. You know, I've had other people, hey, we're moving. Can we use your truck? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not my truck. It's God's truck. Now, you got to bring it back, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't withhold it. I, I, let, I let people use it. I think Misty and Jeff, you guys used it to move a while back. And uh, now you have a truck, and what's the first thing you told me? It's God's truck. And that's a mentality that needs to shift in all of us to understand that what we have belongs to the Lord and we just get to be the stewards. And that starts with possessions, that starts with family, that starts with money, everything falls in line with that. I look at my kids, my kids belong to the Lord. I just get to take care of them. Thanks God, you know, need some help with college in a few years, just so you know. They belong to the Lord. I've given them to the Lord, and he's allowed me to be steward over that. And why is this important? Because I think so many times we look at what we don't have, or we look at what we have as not being good enough. Oh, if I only had a truck, or if I only had um, a TV, if I only had... um, you know, a job that paid enough, if I only had a house that was worth having, if I only had this or that, and we don't ever stop to look at what we have and think to ourselves, God has given me the ability to be a steward over that. You may not have the nicest house on the street, but you can mow that lawn. You can wash those shutters. You can vacuum that floor. You can do those things because you're not just doing them because they need done. You're doing them because what you have belongs to the Lord and you're the steward over that. Trust me, I don't like mowing the lawn. But I love the way it looks after it's done. Now's the time. You got to steward that lawn. Plant that seed and it'll grow. So... You know, as we kind of wrap up this message in this series this morning, I want to I leave you with um, uh, the parable uh, of the talents. And this is in Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 14. And, and it is a little lengthy, so uh, 
If the person next to you starts getting a little bored or nodding off, just elbow them right in the gut and say, this is important. This is good stuff. Okay. Now, this portion of Scripture has really been used <laughs> in my lifetime. I've, I've heard it used for like a million things. But I don't think it's any more relevant than it is for stewardship when it comes to what God wants us to take care of here on earth. In Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 14, he says, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, to the other two, and to another one. To each according to his ability, then he went away, and he who who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So he doubled his investment. He was given property that he did not own, belonged to his master, yet he took what he was given, he multiplied it, he turned it in to more. Now, after a long time, oh, I'm sorry, he turned it into more. Verse 18, um, verse 17, sorry. So also, the man who had two talents made two talents more in the same fashion. And verse 18, but he who had received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid, it, hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over with much. Isn't that cool? Enter into the joy of your master. And he also... And, also, and he also, who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. He, his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seeds. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slowful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at least... Or in, I'm sorry, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the 10 talents. For, the, for to everyone who has will, be, will more be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast into the worthless and and he cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness into the place where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth when we're talking about stewardship and generosity we're talking about not withholding what we have when it comes to God understanding he's the owner number 4 you can write this down in your notes stewardship is a god honoring practice You want more in your life? 
You want to be blessed more, you have to learn how to take care of what you have. It's simple as that. And I say, well, you know, we're struggling here, we're struggling there. That's okay, we all struggle from time to time. But what are you going to do to take care of that? How are you going to steward the things that you have right now? It's funny because, you know, as, as we're wrapping this up, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I bring up the car thing today, everybody's going to run to the car wash right after church and start washing the car. And if you do that, fine, that's good. That's what this is all about. But I don't want you to underestimate the simple things that we're put in charge of. You may not have the best car. You may not have the best house. But those are things worthy of taking care of because God has allowed us to be stewards over that. And what a blessing to be in a country where we're so blessed. Will you be that steward? Will you steward the small things in your life? Because those who are faithful with little will be given much. Would you stand as we prepare to close? We pray that today's message is a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com.